Friends, before we begin, let me invite you to keep up with all the Tracks for the Journey resources by subscribing to the Tracks Express newsletter. Once a week, I send a wide range of helps for well-being directly to your inbox. The Express has inspiration and insights for spirituality, relationships, ecology, emotional health, and yes, recipes for good food. The easiest way to subscribe is on my website, www.tracksforthejourney.com. Thanks for listening today. Naomi Osaka stunned the world of tennis in May of 2021. She's the highest paid female athlete in the world, a tennis superstar who has dominated the sport for the past three years. What did she say that shocked everyone? She talked about her depression. As she withdrew from the 2021 French Open, Naomi said, The truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I've had a really hard time coping with that. With this comment, she stepped away from the tournament and the potential of winning $1.8 million. Depression. What is it anyway? And what can be done when the darkness descends on our mood and doesn't leave? Today on Tracks for the Journey, I'd like to explore this important topic to better understand and help us with this significant condition. The definition of depression is not surprising. The American Psychiatric Association says depression is a persistent sadness and loss of enjoyment in activities that affects the quality of life. This mood is more than sadness after a death or a significant loss. We call that grief, and it's normal. Depression is different, a lingering mood that carries us into dark places of profound negativity. It can show up as having no appetite, lethargic attitudes, feeling worthless, smoldering irritability, exhaustion, or morbid thoughts. The symptoms and severity vary between people and the situation of life. Here's what depression feels like from some people who posted on the social media of Danny Baker, a life coach. One said, It's like being stuck in a box that you can't get out of. A very dark place where you feel so low that even simple tasks are difficult. You feel completely alone. Another said, Depression is a total loss of who you are. And yet another, Depression is a state in which nothing tastes, smells, or feels right, and you're unable to think or make decisions, yet you still have to carry on doing all those things. And so much of the time you don't have the energy or or the desire, but you still carry on anyway. Still another contributor said, the belief that you just don't matter. Another said, feeling numb inside. The world and time just passes by and nothing brings you joy. A final contributor said, feeling dark, lonely, scared, sleep, 
is the only way to escape your pain. Have you ever been through a long-lasting bout of those kind of feelings? It might show up after being stressed over many things, or after a baby is born, or being stuck in the middle of a long, dark winter. It might even show up from the isolation of a pandemic, or after a frustrating search for a job that just isn't successful. Some people are influenced by the genes that they inherited from their parents. If you had depression like I've just described, you're not alone. Last year, about 20% of Americans had a season of depressed mood. That's millions of people, and they've shared some of the feelings that I've described. My first close encounter with depression was with the wife of a co-worker. Following a series of upsetting events with her family of origin and some friends' problems, she simply crashed. When I visited the home, she had been in bed for three days, crying and unwilling to eat. I tried to offer what support I could to her husband, including the encouragement to take her to see the family doctor. She herself didn't want to visit with me at that time, although we did talk later. I was shaken with the realization that a young, bright, popular, energetic woman could be laid low by a mood disorder. Depression comes even if we consider ourselves to be spiritual people. The Bible offers the anguish of depression in Psalm 22. Here are the words. My God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from my cries of anguish? I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. I'm scorned by everyone. There's no one to help. My heart has turned to wax and melted within me. I lay in the dust of death. That quote from Psalm 22 may sound familiar if you know the New Testament as well. I'm sure you know the name of one person who prayed this so loudly that everyone could hear. His name, Jesus of Nazareth. It's important to understand that depression is not merely a feeling that a person can get over. Sometimes well-meaning people have a misperception about the cause of a depressed mood. Fundamentally, it's not a spiritual problem for confession and repentance. It isn't even an attempt to gain attention. Science shows that the dark sadness lasting for days involves significant disorder in the neurochemicals of the brain. The happy chemicals, dopamine and serotonin, as well as many other hormones, are involved in a complex dance of mood creation. This means depression is a medical condition. There should be no stigma, shame, or scorn when one has a depressed mood. When someone has a heart condition, we affirm them for seeking treatment and taking the prescribed medication. Why would we react differently to a brain chemical issue? It does no good to just say, pray harder, or other people have worse problems than you, so get over it. Depression needs professional treatment and engagement by the sufferer to be resolved.
If you have a few hours during this summer, you might enjoy reading a book. Let me pause our episode today and describe a book that I released a couple of years ago. It's entitled Journey to Friendship, a Memoir. And on the back cover, writing about myself in third person, I say, A novice minister and his wife discover the challenges of church vocation, the intrigues of starting a family, and the joys of building faith in this lighthearted memoir. Set in 1976, America's tumultuous bicentennial year, the easy-to-read story follows the young couple growing up in the late 1960s and early 1970s as they embarked on newlywed adventures and launching careers in education and church leadership. It also goes on to say that the story covers the Midwestern towns of Joplin, Missouri, Shawnee, Oklahoma, Fort Worth, Texas, Friendship, Wisconsin, and Beaver, Oklahoma. I conclude the blurb of the book by saying, The journey of self-discovery offers readers an enjoyable retrospective on a special era in America, as well as insight on the work of God through every age. Now, you can order this Kindle ebook on Amazon, or you can order the paperback on Amazon. I hope if you're looking for something fun to read this summer, you might check out Journey to Friendship, a memoir. On Tracks for the Journey, I like to offer some practical things that help us through our psychological and spiritual needs. So let me do that just now. How can we help someone we care about recover from a serious and persistent depressed mood? First, offer encouragement for your friend to see a doctor. All physicians are trained to address this serious issue. And some medications may be prescribed that will help. These are not addictive. Medical insurance will pay a share of this, and it is a medical condition. So take the medications to begin readjusting the juices in that loved one's brain. Encourage them in this. Another important step is talking to a counselor. I counsel clients every week who are depressed. Counseling offers the opportunity to unload the burdens and fears, angers, or confusions with someone who really does care. The client can acknowledge what is happening without judgment or criticism. Evidence-based strategies can be used to find new thought patterns or behaviors. Sometimes people can develop distorted perceptions, like jumping to catastrophic conclusions without any evidence, Offer to help find a counselor for that friend. I would say that a great resource is the online counseling service that I work with, BetterHelp.com. Wherever you turn, taking time to talk with a counselor can help your friend move forward to a more normal mood. A third idea is also vital. It is to connect with trusted people. Depression isolates, and isolation harms us. Connecting takes effort, but it's critical to rebalancing our moods. 
we are social creatures, and we must have conversations, hugs, tears, and laughter with others to feel normal. I'm not saying you should take a depressed friend to the dance hall for a night of Texas two-step, but offering caring, empathetic support in quality time brings a step on the path of recovery. Your presence can be a reality of God's enduring love and hope for your friend. The scriptures, in speaking of grief and depression, say, Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Now let me offer a word of caution. Some people have thoughts of harming themselves when they're depressed. This is rare. Only about 3% of depressed people act on such thoughts. However, more than 50% of people who die by their own hand have struggled with depression or other serious mood disorders for extended periods of time. So it's important to pay attention. Don't ignore casual comments or jokes about plans or unusual behaviors. If necessary, break the silence to ask your friend if he has thoughts like that. Your concern, support, and prayer can help find a way forward. Let me tell you a true story. During a long, tumultuous night just a few years ago, Jared's mind was filled with dark ideas. He felt certain he was worthless as a husband, a minister, and even a human being. Everyone would be better off without him. The sadness and struggle that had dogged him for months encircled him like a trap. He knew the angry days and hopeless nights had worsened after the suicide of another pastor in his region. In his own words, I had always battled with having some bad days mixed in with good days, but it seemed like my bad days started adding up more than the good ones. Depression isn't something that jumps on you like a mountain lion in the woods. It's more like an anaconda that slowly chokes the life out of you. That's how he felt. Some weeks before that darkest night, Jared and his wife were at the doctor's office about another health concern. The doctor asked routinely, How are you handling the pressure at your work? Jared opened his mouth, intending to say just fine, but his wife blurted out, He's not handling it at all. That led to some honest conversation and medication. But the pastor was too ashamed to make the visit to the pharmacist. He was supposed to be the spiritual leader of his church. How could he not be handling his emotions? What did that say about his relationship with God? But now, when the sun finally rose on his agonizing, sleepless, life-threatening night, he knew something had to change. He courageously told his wife what had happened. They went to get the depression prescription filled, and that afternoon he opened up with his struggle. Uh, about his struggle with friends and started counseling in the next week. He believed God was at work in those medications, the support of those who cared, and the acceptance of his own mental condition. Recovery took time, self-examination, and some lifestyle changes. 
Within months, a better mood and more realistic thoughts became the norm. All is not perfect for Jared now, but his well-being is greatly improved. Does that story ring with you? If it does, then I want you to follow the things that I shared to get some help. If you know of a friend who's walked that journey, now's the time to take action. We've covered a difficult topic today. Depression is real for millions of Americans. The good news is that answers can be found. Change can come. Recovery does happen for most people. May we be as God's angels of comfort and strength to our friends who may be struggling with this important issue. If you need more information about depression, I encourage you to go to the National Alliance on Mental Health website, www.nami.org. You may also need to be prepared to share with a friend the National Suicide Prevention Number, which is 800-273-8255. I thank you for joining me on this episode of Tracks for the Journey. This is the final episode for Season 3. I hope you've found some inspiration, information, and some wisdom on the seven topics we've covered this spring. The shows and transcripts are all available on my host website. You can find that at www.buzzsprout.com slash 907 That's www.buzzsprout.com slash 907723. Now, I'll be back in a few weeks with some new paths to explore. And you can follow or subscribe on your podcast provider now to catch those new shows when they are released. I invite you to follow on Facebook, Tracks for the Journey. You can find it under that name, or you can contact me directly at the address trackspodcast at mail.com. I would love to hear from you about any of the sessions you've listened to, and your suggestions for future topics would be very much appreciated. Tracks for the Journey is produced at the Bright Star Studio, all rights reserved. Original music by Jan Bork on Epidemic Music. Let's keep tracking on our journey to well-being. <laughs> <laughs>